You are listening to Unified Through Chronic and Mental Illness with your hosts, Angie Roberts and Kimberly Murphy. Please be advised that some of the topics of this podcast can be triggering and sensitive in nature. Welcome to Roundtable Unified, a special episode where we talk about real issues with women diagnosed with mental or chronic illness. Today, we will be talking to Kathy, who has diabetes, Anne with Addison's disease, Amber, who has autism, and Beth with bipolar 2 disorder. So what is the hardest part about living with your illness? Well, first, I'd like to introduce myself. Hi to everyone. I'm Anne. I do suffer from several illnesses. One is adrenal insufficiency, also known as Addison's disease. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, living day to day is unpredictable as well, because sometimes something can make me nauseated. I have to take my medicine or increase my dosage. As a result, I get reflux. It's just not pleasant. What type of medication do you take for your disease? I have to take steroids. I take two of them. One is prednisone, which you might be aware of. Mm-hmm. The other one is a mineral corticoid. I lose salt, and that's four enough. Should I undergo stress, illness, surgery, like one I had today, I have to increase my dose, if I'm vomiting, I'm straight to the emergency room because I can go into a crisis. So they have to give me IV steroid. And when you say crisis, you're talking about an adrenal crisis, right? Correct. My blood pressure can drop. Uh, my heart can go rapid. There are many, many symptoms. And I'm not sure if you're aware, but President Kennedy had this illness is very rare. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Yes. The one illness is that people do not understand exactly what the illness is. They never heard of it. I go to a doctor. They never heard of it. I go to an emergency room. They've never heard of the disease. I picked my autism as my hardest one to deal with uh, because of my because of my difficulty communicating with other people, I tend to say things the wrong way or at the wrong time, not meaning to. And mm-hmm. sometimes it, te- a lot of times it tends to offend people or pee them off and they, or they take it the wrong way. And I never mean any harm. It's just for some freaking reason with autism <laughs> that comes with territory, but yeah. it, never understood that way and i'm always the bad guy <laughs> oh i yeah i can understand that um my youngest uh also has autism so so i imagine your high functioning autism what were you diagnosed with exactly uh originally it was asperger's gotcha okay that's what i thought that's what I, that's why i was asking <laughs> um because that's usually part of the issue is communication right so so did you have do you have an issue when it's face to face more so uh how how are you doing with like covid and everybody 
not being able to like not being able to see uh body cues and stuff is that harder for you actually i it's weird i'm more of an introvert so actually being other than being pinned in the house 24-7 with my two teenagers, <laughs> <laughs> other than that fact, <laughs> um, it's actually almost been a blessing for me because I, I like being around people at times, but I don't most of the time, especially right. big crowds of people. I just do not like, I'm not a huge people person. I'm more of an animal person. I like kitties and doggies better than people most of the time. Mm -hmm. Gotcha there too. Yeah. Um, okay. So what is the heart? You have diabetes, right? I have diabetes. Okay. So what is the hardest part about living with diabetes? For me, it's neuropathy, mm -hmm. managing diet, and managing weight. Um, yeah. I have a really, really hard time with the proper diet. I know it. I've taught it. I've talked to people about it for years, and I have a real trouble sticking to it. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's very hard. I really like carbs. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> I know you and I have this running joke about chocolate cake, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know that I have a hard time with carbs too. Well, my my sister got a diet from her husband's doctor that's for cardiac or or, or cholesterol or diabetic, and it says no yellow vegetables, no mm -hmm. corn, mm. no carrots, no mm. sweet potatoes, and I'm like, are they crazy? <laughs> so, is it type two diabetes that you have? Yes. Okay. And do you have to check your blood sugar regularly? I'm supposed to? Yes. Do I? Well, admit it. That's not good. No. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you're being honest, so we appreciate that. So why don't you? Why don't you? What what prevents you from doing that, do you think? Uh probably denial. Mm-hmm. It's I easier to like live like you don't have the disease. Yeah. I can so relate to that because I did that forever um, with lupus. Wanting to let the medicine take care of it rather than me taking care of it. Right. Yeah, because we need medi medication no matter what the disease is, but it's only it's a small part of it, actually. Really. Right. Because we have to uh, live differently. I mean, no matter uh -huh. what the disease is, right? Right. Well, you know that because you're a nurse. <laughs> so who am I telling, right? <laughs> It's got to be hard, though. I mean, w diabetes, I think, is probably one of the hardest because you do have to change, like, your entire eating habits. And as Americans, like, we have the worst diet for diabetes. My brother and sister both did wonderfully in managing their diabetes. Oh, really? Um, but I just don't have the... Um, Willpower, I guess. Not knowing when my moods, moods are going to change and how right. fast they're going to change. Right, and you have no warning. Do you, you don't feel anything come on or anything? It just no, happens. I do not. No, I do not. Right, it makes it so hard. I have mood swings too sometimes, so I can understand how that that can be hard. Um, is it hard, like? 
like keeping friends and that kind of stuff. It is for me sometimes. Yes, it's very hard for me to keep friends with being bipolar. What kind of help do you wish you had? Um, I guess I wish I could get some more help with uh, comprehension and processing uh, with people because sometimes by the time I get to where I'm trying to understand something somebody said and get it processed, they've already went 100 miles on in the conversation and then they come back like, oh my God, dude, you're not even listening to me or whatever. I know my husband does a lot of times and it's just hard for me to keep up. Okay, first of all, I don't have a good psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. All he talks about is my lowering my psychiatric meds from my pain meds because he's afraid I'm going to overdose, which uh-huh. I know, you know, it's mm-hmm. frustrating. All talks about is that. If I um, have a stomach virus and I'm vomiting, I have to get straight into the emergency room because I could crash. I could die. It's like a diabetic needs their insulin. I need my steroids to reproduce the adrenaline I am not putting out. My, oh. adrenal, my adrenal cortex are completely shut down. I produce oh, wow. no adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Yes. That can be quite interesting in the, um, you're supposed to be scared or you're supposed to be, does that affect that? Since you Um, don't have the adrenaline to get scared, like if there was a snake. (laughs) Fight or flight. Yes. If I have stress or surgery or I hear bad news, I have to triple my dosage where they give it to me through the IV. Oh, Wow. wow. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's and interesting. You, yeah, it is. Wow. And you said that when you go to the emergency room, sometimes they don't even know how to treat you because they don't know what your disease is. Like, that sounds really dangerous. Yeah, and they see my bracelet. I have mm-hmm. a bracelet on. Mm-hmm. Well, what do they do for it? Well, what, I, what if I can't speak? Right. I, exactly. Exactly. It's a good thing you can tell them what to do. Well, it it sounds like there needs to be some major awareness around that disease. Like there needs to be, because most diseases, people pretty much know what's what's going to happen. But if they don't even know at the emergency room, then probably the general public doesn't know anything about it either. And that's that's really sad. Hmm. Because I tell them what I have, and I tell them that they have to give me IVs the steroids through the IV in addition to the IV and that I'm allergic to all the anti-emetics. There I go with my jargon, all the medicines, <laughs> one particular medicine, Zofran. Oh, uh-huh. Then that's the only one you can take? Yes, Kim. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Which complicates things even even more. Even because, more. Wow. When we do have takeout, I wish he wouldn't do fried foods all the time. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish he would go places that had salads that I could get. 
I don't expect him to eat like me. Um, Cause I know he's not going to. Right. It is hard though. If somebody else is eating the things you love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I know me and my husband, like we're trying to change our diet too. And uh-huh. we can we can easily side rail each other. Like <laughs> if one of us wants something bad, we could easily talk the other into it, you know. So it's kind of like a it's really hard if you're not on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. So like if he was on the same page, that would be really helpful for you. Or if at least you had more options. And and it seems like he should be he should understand more. Because he's he's diabetic too, Mm -hmm. but like this, I I don't know how he keeps things under control. He likes croissants, so I bought Mm -hmm. croissants at Albertson just a a package of sixteen. He ate eight of them this morning. (gasps) Oh my goodness! Now I bought a package of sixteen because he was off today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Mm -hmm. Last him. Three days. You would think. You would think. <laughs> wow. Now, how does he keep it under control? I don't know. Oh uh, he, the only thing he's on is metformin. I, I was still, when I was working full time, mm-hmm. for some reason, then it was easy to, for me to come home and change and fix supper. And now I have a terrible time getting motivated to cook or to get dressed and go out or just about anything. Do you think that has to do with the depression still, or do you think that's something else entirely? It may have, um, because I know that I have been a lot more testy, irritable mm-hmm. lately, and whether it's depression or anxiety, I'm not sure. I haven't mm-hmm. talked to the doctor about it. Right. Um, I'm, I find that at times I'm much more short-tempered than I generally am. Um, I get aggravated easier. I, I got when I saw that he had eaten half of that package of croissants, I about blew my lid. I think the depression right now is situational. Well, I, this I year honestly, has been ridiculous. This year has yeah. been hard on so many people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and between the, the, the pandemic and all this political nonsense, mm-hmm. I mean, I got to where I just flat quit listening uh to the news which i think is healthy for some people because you do need to kind of shield yourself once it gets to that point i i had to do the same thing me too me too more counseling more counseling more help with my house you know with the depression part of the bipolar you know i don't take care of my house as well as i wish i could um stuff like that some of your ADLs or activities of daily living kind yeah, of the ADLs. fall behind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hard um, to get help unless you're, like, really, really 
sick. You know what I mean? And I think that that can be bad because, um, like, I know I'm the same way with um, some ADLs. Like, my dishes, oh, my God, it's, I don't know what it is. I just can't always, (laughs) I can't always do my dishes. And, like, I'm just, like, and then I fall into a major depression when I see the dishes piling up. And then I start feeling like I'm a piece of crap because my dishes are piling up which doesn't help you do the dishes at all. The last question that I have for you guys is what advice would you give to somebody who is new to the disease that you have? And it could be any disease that you want to talk about. With autism, it's hard to know because it's different and we're similar in some areas, but different in a lot of ways. And so I, uh, I thought, well, you know, do all the research you can about it. Uh, find out what you can. Uh, be patient with others because they're not going to get it. Um, working hard to do the best you can and uh, know that it's not your fault that you have this problem. Um, it is genetic mostly. And uh, life will be harder for you than most people, but you can make it, you can do it, and you're not alone. I would actually recommend that someone that got diabetes see a a endocrinologist rather than a general practice doctor like I'm doing. I totally Um, agree with you. I have never seen an endocrinologist. And I think that an endocrinologist would be stricter Mm -hmm. with control. Um, and checking on things and following A1Cs and routine blood sugars, then, I I mean, I I like my primary care doctor, don't misunderstand. But I think a specialist would be a reasonable idea. Um, I've tried talking to dietitians a couple of times. I know what they're going to tell me. Right. You know, um, so I, I personally have not found that to be particularly helpful because I already know what they're going to tell me. Right. The diabetic educators, though, that come with the endocrinologist uh can, can bring it to like in a completely different level. It's not just like dietitian. So I agree. I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, that's what Elliot used to do. Oh, really? Yes, he did that along with his being a, a pharmacist. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, he would follow their diet as well as their sugars, their A one Cs. Yeah, I, I I really think seeing an endocrinologist is is the best idea. Um, I do too. Okay, so Anne, <laughs> what advice would you give? Um. First of all, you're not alone. There are many other people out there with the same diseases, the same complaints, and no two can always be alike with every single thing. Um, With my one disease, there is a group, but they're all over the country. There's no one close by. Maybe Mm -hmm. if there's a group you can join, 
that may help you because someone else you can relate to. Yeah, I think um, support is really important. Support is number one. Mm -hmm. Because when you don't have support, you're lost, you're drowning. Okay, and what advice would you give to someone new to your disease? Ask for help when you need it the most. Definitely go to the doctor and definitely keep up with your medications. Be your own self-advocate. Be an advocate for yourself. Because the doctors aren't going to know how you're feeling unless you don't tell them. If you don't tell them how you're feeling, they're not going to know. Right. Because, yeah, you're right. Because mental illness isn't just, it's not something that they can just um, take a blood level and know how you're feeling. It's not that simple. You have to tell them. And take your medications. Please, please take your medications. It was really great having everyone here this episode. Such great discussions. I know. I thought everyone did great, and I really enjoyed it, too. This week's mantra is, see the light in each other, be the light for each other. That's awesome. I love it. We hope you all enjoyed this special episode of Unified. And remember, as always, we are stronger together. See you guys next time. Mask up and peace out, guys. Unified through chronic and mental illness can be found at anchor.fm slash unified. There you can find all social media links as well as other ways to listen.